Hey guys, Logie here and welcome back to another video and basically this is the start of a new series I'm doing on my channel called Topic of Discussion. So that's right guys, we're going to start this, well this week's episode, I don't know if it's going to be weekly yet, we'll see, but we're going to start this episode with uh, Dead by Daylight and I'm joined here today with a long time, well I want to say member of the channel. Uh, the Spectre. Say hello. <laughs> Lovely to be here. I'm going to start with some question, with a question, and basically the Spectre is going to give me an answer, and I can join in on that answer, and then the Spectre will answer me, ask me a question, and we'll basically go back and forth with each other. So fair enough. Uh, my first question is Dead by Daylight related. Feel free to ask any non-Dead by Daylight questions. Uh, Spectre, with it being the first episode, you can ask me anything you want. Um, actually, right, so. I might regret saying that. So, <laughs> so first of all, what collabs would you like to see in Dead by Daylight, and why? If there was to be a collab, I would want to see. I think this has already been considered before, but I would like to see one with it, Chapter One or Two. The whole concept of a clown that can turn into a spider and is your worst nightmare seems like it could be adapted lovely into a game like Dead by Daylight, but not really a dev, so I'm not sure how that would work, but I'm sure the spider aspect would be the thing most people fear. And in a horror game, that seems essential. Yeah, I could really see that working. Um, I think it was the first thing that I thought of as well. But I could also really see uh, Chucky in the game. Uh, similar to Victor, it would work in a similar similar way, except you obviously wouldn't have a main character. It would spring out of. It would just be the main character. Yeah. Um. Your turn. Ask a question if you've got one. Right. My question is more on the recent dates. One of the recent updates of Dead by Daylight. There's been a lot of perk nerfs, and most of them have been booted. But the question is, Dead by Daylight, um, the exhaustion perks are obviously like a survivor superpower, right? Yes. Dead Hard was considered one of the best along with Sprint Burst, but Dead Hard has re seen some recent changes to it. What's your opinion on the change from it giving you invulnerability and a dash to being something that can only spare you for 0 0.5 seconds? And if you get hit, you do go down. So... From my experience of Dead Hard, as you know, I didn't. I never really liked Dead Hard. I always used to use Sprint Burst. Um, yeah. But from a killer uh, perspective, I think the the change is really good because Dead Hard was like the number one enemy of any killer, just as like No Edge is the number one enemy of any survivor. Um, these changes allow the survivor to have a bit more. No, the. Sorry, these changes allow the killer to have a bit more of a chance at catching the survivor. Like, let's just say it's endgame scenario. They use dead hard before, just run at the gate. Uh, the fact that they're not invulnerable now is it, it makes it changes the whole game for the killer really. Um, but also in a way, it kind of doesn't because I see a lot of survivors now aren't running dead hard because of that reason. They're all going to sprint burst or other extortion perks. Um, right. But yeah, I see uh, Dead Hard really just being pushed out. Not a lot of people are using it anymore. 
Do you have any yeah. opinions on that? Uh, I share some of your opinions. I, I always hated Dead Heart for how it would basically make the survivors basically impossible to hit with that one shot. They could dodge anything easily and get away. But I sort of miss the perk in a way. It gave the killers a sort of challenge which most killers did not know how to counter. And the people who did know how to counter it are now left with basically nothing that can challenge them in that way. So mm. it's like there was this big thing you had to go up against. And now I've faced up against people with dead hard and I haven't had any trouble with any of them. I've just been able to down them easily. It's sort of like it was a bad thing I hated. But now that it's gone, sort of missing it because the challenge is gone. Yeah, I can see that. I suppose in, the, in a way, it, it, it did make the game a lot more fun. Um, but yeah. pers personally, I'd never use it anyway. I would always go up for Sprint Burst. Um, of course. But yeah. Um, so, on the back of that, I've got, which actually links in quite nicely. If you could create three killer perks and three survivor perks, what would they be and why would they be needed in the current state of the game? Right, three killer perks and three survivor perks. Bit of a tough question. I'm not sure I could come up with three for each, so I'll try to come up with one for each. Go for it. Let's see. For the survivors, I'd like to see something like Object of Obsession. The way it allows you to see the killer every 30 seconds, but only for few seconds like a fraction of that time. The killer can see you, you can see the killer. Okay. I don't see many other perks trying to replicate that effect. So if there was a perk for a survivor, or I guess this could be the one perk both killers and survivors can share, which allows you a direct line to see the killer for an extended amount of time. For the exact same time, the killer can see you. But the caveat for this would be you're exposed for the entire time the killer can see you. Yeah. So basically, you can see the killer for about, let's say, 15 seconds every two minutes. But in this time, you are exposed. The killer can just down you instantly. So it allows you to see everything. But the bad thing about that is if the killer is close by and it activates, you're one shot. That would be the survivor version. Now, okay. for a killer perk I would like to see is... Let's see. Actually, I... Not sure. Most of the th ideas I could come up with probably already exist. Or perhaps something that allows you to, instead of doing your usual attack, your M1 attack, this would allow you to hit twice. As in, you can hit once and then hit another time again. The caveat to this being, you can't strike again for 10 seconds. Okay. You can hit twice. For 10 whole seconds, you can't use your basic or any other attack. Quite a sound of both of them. Um, they could be quite chaotic, but I think that might be the fun aspect of both. Yeah, I think uh, I could see both them being used, um, but I think the game would have to sort of become more chaotic, more like old school Dead by Daylight rather than the new. I would call it the new Dead by Daylight, where it's a lot more serious. Um, I think the game's taken a lot more seriously now, but yeah, that's a whole different topic. So, um, your question next. 
Right. The nurse is a killer who's pretty much globally accepted as overpowered. In your experience using the killer and facing the killer, do you feel that's accurate that the nurse is the best killer in the game and why? Um, I do feel that's accurate. I do feel the killer is the best killer in the game only because the people who main the nurse have spent a lot of time and put a lot of dedication into learning how to use the nurse correctly. Uh, from me using it, I, I can't play the nurse because it's incredibly difficult to get right. Um, if you've got a highly skilled nurse with the right perks, it's virtually impossible to win against them. Um, so I do feel the nurse is really overpowered. Um, it just depends on who's, who's controlling the nurse. I personally would never, never, ever mean the nurse. The, yeah. only, the only period of time where I mean the nurse was when I was trying to get uh, her prestige so I could get her perks. Because I feel her perks are very useful. Um, but yeah, it just requires a lot of time to really get the nurse right and time I don't have, really. Right. Next question. Um, if you could fix one thing about the game, what would it be? Fix one thing about the game? Yes. Right. I have to think about this. And I'll see. I'm not sure what I would actually fix, actually. Mm. I would say flashlights, but I think those are quite balanced because in the hands of someone who isn't experienced, flashlight is as much danger to you as it is to the killer. It might slow them down, but they will just get you back for it. Mm. Although I think what I would try to fix about the game is... Toxic squads, but there's nothing you could really do against them, really, unless you're a good enough killer, you could try, you could sort of try and go up against them. I feel most of the problems about the game get fixed every now and then, so there's not really much to point out in that area. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the, the, the devs are very on top of it, not like they used to be. Um, you know, the whole story behind that, where we yeah. had a lot of lazy, ignorant devs, and now it's very... It's very much like the devs are keeping on top of the game, which is what we want, really. Yeah. Um, and with the flashlight thing you mentioned, I think um, I think that kind of is fixed. It just depends on if the killer uses Franklin's or not. Franklin's and the one I've been using most recently, Lightborne, which basically makes flashlights completely useless against you. They don't blind you. But they also reveal the survivor's aura. Yeah. It kind of feels like cheating with the way I use it, but it saved me a lot from flashbangs and flashlights, which I am really thankful for. Is that a is that a blight or a wraith perk? What's it not? Is it it might be it might be hillbilly. It was one of the chainsaw killers, Hillbilly. Yeah, I think it is Hillbilly, because it's not it's not bother. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, your question. Uh, what would you say is the most overpowered perk in the game and why? 
Oh. So I can go Survivor or Killer here. Either one. So... I think Killers have the most overpowered perks. Um, now, I don't know which one I would go for, because there's plenty of overpowered Killer perks. But the two that pop into my head immediately, even after all the fixes, is... Uh, no Ed and uh, Barbecue and Chili. Uh, I think Barbecue and Chili is probably one of the best information perks in the game. Uh, without yeah. without a doubt. Um, there is another, I can't think of the name of it, but it requires a lot of practice using. Once you've got that practice, it's similar to Nurse, so you need to use it a lot. Um, but right. you've got to practice it is better than barbecue and chili uh, so rather than hooking survivors and seeing the rest I think when a survivor blows a gen you see everyone or something like that I can't remember it's something gen based though um, right. and no ed's just no ed it's once those generators are popped it's it can be deadly if you haven't focused on the totems especially now with all the hexes in the game no ed paired with a lot yeah. of hexes discourages people from breaking totems as well as um all the boons so totems don't really get broken yeah. which means uh noed just sits there and it can really mess a game up in the in the end game okay. yeah um so i think you've kind of already answered this question but Come on. Question I have for you is: Do you think the game is unbalanced, and if so, why? Right, that is a pretty hot topic question when it comes to balance, because one killer versus four survivors wouldn't exactly seem fair. In some aspects, it is fair, but I feel a competent killer can deal with survivors easily and get a four K. But the problem comes when a killer is playing against a survive with friends because at that point they're all coordinated if you chase one the others are doing generators you switch to another the others do generators it feels like a match can end quickly and that's when you end up with the kind of toxic squads which are, you might be picking your perks at the start of a match see them as normal and then they all switch to flashlights and they all have exhaustion perks these are people who, at the end of the match, they will do four generators, leave one on half, and then solely focus on you and basically trying to make your life a living hell there. There's not too much you can do. If you pick one up, you get flashlighted. So basically, the match ends when they want it to end. That's when the imbalance comes in. But some might say it's not too imbalanced because if you have perks like Franklin's Demise, you can just knock those flashlights out of their hands, but... The problem comes with not everyone will have that perk every match. So how do you fix something like that? See, I don't think re I don't know how you can make the game balanced. Really, um, I think there's moments in the game where it is balanced, but there's moments where it's not balanced at all. Um, and I was just thinking there, what would the game be like if there was two killers in the game? And I think you could get away with that, but you'd have to massively nerf pretty much every perk, every killer perk. Um, yeah, and also more than double the amount of survivors in a match. 
if there was two killers, you couldn't have four, eight survivors. You'd need like 10 just to keep it balanced. Yeah. And at that point, gen rush becomes incredibly easy. Yes, it's incredibly difficult to balance out the game. Um, so what the, what the devs are doing is honestly like hats off to them. Uh, I, I don't personally know how I balance out the game. But yeah, uh, your question. Right. Uh, all killers are functional to an extent because of their M1. But for the killers who have powers beyond an M1, who would you say is the killer with the most useless power? The most useless power? Oh, yeah. It's a good job I got dead by daylight open so I can have a look through the killers at the minute. <laughs> um... Ooh. See, I'm having a look through some of the killers at the minute. Um... And the only ones, like... I can only really see one being useless. And that Which one? Trapper. Trapper? Yeah. Because... Yes, his, his traps are... His traps are, technically, are his power, aren't they? Um, yeah. And... I feel like every other killer tops him when it comes to powers because well you can see the traps quite easily. They're not they're not they're very difficult to hide. Um if you put them on a window or a pallet uh prime spot or in a doorway. But if you're a careful right. survivor you can spot those traps quite easily. It's not like the hags traps where they're very hard to see. Um yeah. so in that sense I would say the trapper has the most useless power right do you have a different opinion if you asked me i would say freddy's power is the most useless trappers well traps are useless useless but can be useful to someone who can actually use them so like the shack is a prime point for the trapper if you put a trap either in the inside or the outside of the one window of the shack an unsuspecting survivor might hit you with a pallet and then use that window but the moment they use it boom you've got them and they are going on a hook there's nothing they can do but freddy's whole power is your screen goes gray he has the snares which basically just makes a survivor scream revealing their location that doesn't exactly help freddy too much you can find survivors another way and also where he can teleport to generators which takes a few seconds and the generator erupts blood. Yeah. A survivor can see that and run away. There is nothing that can really make Freddy catch survivors easily. Mm. But the trapper's way is just, boom, that survivor is stuck there. They can escape, but the, by the time they do, they're injured. I can see what you mean. I suppose it's just like personal experience. Um, when I've been using the trapper, I found the best point to use the trapper is on the shack, especially with killer basement. With basement, it's like you've you've basically got them. Like you're not losing them. Uh, if you trap yeah, the moment you catch way. one, they're all just dead. But when I use when I've like gone against Freddy, 
as soon as that nightmare sequence has, has gone, I'm just like, yeah, I don't really feel like playing this match anymore. <laughs> um, it, I just find Freddy very irritating to go against because you spend all that time trying to get yourself out of the dream state, and when you're yeah. out, you've essentially got a very short window of time to do gents before you're back in it. Right. I just find Freddy very irritating because of that, and I can't really play a match against Freddy. Most of the time, I just keep the dream filter on. It might sound strange, but to me, with that filter on, it's easier to see my surroundings. Okay. Sure, it might obscure him when he's far away, but I keep the filter on because in about a minute, I'm going to get back in the filter anyway. If he hits me, I go in the filter as well. So I kind of just continue doing generators until it's all done. I never really tried that. I used to try and get myself out of the dream sequence. Um, but yeah, oh, that's a good one. Uh, my last, I, I do have a last question. So we can just talk about other stuff after that uh, if you if you like. Right. But it's kind of a big yeah. question. Um, Go on. So really, it's just, it's just a bunch of things that I would like your opinion on. Go ahead. So, this is from an old list, so I don't know if it's up to date or not, but three things I want your opinion on is uh, tunneling, um, tryharding can equal burnout, so basically you can get, you, if you try hard at Dead by Daylight, you, you don't want to play it anymore, yeah. because you burn out, yeah. so it's not really a fun game to play. And the last thing is... Skill-based matchmaking, which I've got written down here. I don't know if this is correct anymore, but it was calculated on, right. on kills and escapes, which means there was no skill involved. Basically, yeah. if you got loads of kills as a killer and didn't ever get a 4K, you would you would be ranked as a high killer. And if you got right. loads of escapes as a survivor but did, but did nothing during the match, you were ranked as a high survivor. Yeah. I don't know if that's still the case anymore, but they're the three things I would like your opinion on. Tunneling, tryharding equals burnout, and skill-based matchmaking. Right. On tunneling, there's usually an agreed-upon way that a person is tunneling. Basically, tunneling, a killer chases you, puts you on a hook. When you get unhooked, they chase you again, put you on a hook, and then basically they try to get you out of the match as fast as possible. That's tunneling. But some people seem to interpret tunneling as a killer simply chasing you. Yeah. So let's say I was I found some survivors. I chased them, put him put him on a hook, they got unhooked. I chased the person who was chasing who got who unhooked them, yeah. Mm -hmm. But during that time, the person who got unhooked just comes across my path. The person I'm chasing isn't injured, but you are. I'm just going to hit you because you were dumb enough to cross my path again. I'm not going to chase the um, healthy survivor and leave you. I'm going to down you. But if you just run away from me, I'm going to chase the person who unhooked you because that's a person I have a problem with. The more hooks I've got, the better. I'm not really one who goes for 4Ks immediately. Yeah. The people who do actually just chase you and get you out of the match immediately. I'm not saying they're necessarily wrong because... 
No one said the game isn't meant to play that way. It's just a courtesy, really, to play in a nice way to ensure the people playing survivors have a good time the same way you are as a killer. So I wouldn't say tunneling is a good thing because it's really not. It's just ruining other people's days. But it is generally frowned upon because you are intentionally making someone's game bad just to further yours. Yeah. So to people who do tunnel, I would say stop because it's kind of an indicator you aren't too confident that you can get the 4K without having to just rush the same person out over and over again. So try and chase the other survivors. Come up with different playstyles that might actually make the game more fun than just getting hate all of the time. And you do get hate if you tunnel someone. At the end of the match, they will text you. Yeah. And it most of the time will not be kind. No, I agree. I totally agree. Uh, the the other one was uh, tryharding equals burning out. I think that might actually be true because if you consider it, every single match you're trying to go for the 4K. Mm. Yeah, when you get the 4K, it feels good, but when you get when you don't get it, and sometimes when survivors just team up on you and you get zero, that might mess with you a bit. So. The more you go try hard, trying to kill every survivor, trying to just ruin their games, it's just going to backfire on you because at some point you will just meet a group of survivors who will outrank you heavily. And meeting up against them when you're used to winning will kind of just burn you out, kind of puts um, a bit of doubt in your own skill. So at some point you will stop playing Dead by Daylight and claim matchmaking is bad or something like that when you kind of had it coming. You are ruining other people's games, and now you're facing against people who are better than you. So the more you go up, I believe the fall is just going to be harder. So most of those people kind of say the game is bad and then quit. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally feel that. Um, and the last topic of, well, the big topic of discussion when it comes to Dead by Daylight is skill-based matchmaking. The topic that's on everyone's lips whenever they talk about Dead by Daylight. Uh, I don't know if it still is, but like I said, it was it was calculated on kills and escapes, which meant there's no skill involved. So basically, what's your opinion on skill-based matchmaking now? And do you think that's still the case, the way it's calculated? I have two separate opinions on this. First is, I don't think skill-based matchmaking should be in the game. Mm. It's not a competitive game. It was always meant to be a game where people go and have fun. When you start adding skill-based matchmaking, you start making it so when you're in the iridescent ranks, you're facing up against a killer who is so good, your chances of escaping are slim to none. And as a person who basically just got to the iridescent ranks, you're not going to enjoy that too much. Mm. So... In a way, having the ranks kind of ruins fun for everyone else. The higher your skill goes, the more, the less fun it's going to be for you. So that's my reason for there shouldn't be skill-based matchmaking in the game. Now, for why there should be skill-based matchmaking is they, it should be in there, but it shouldn't be the state in which it's in now, where basically you're putting people... The way, um, the broken way for me to say it is, you just started the game. 
you've played about three matches or so you're in the lower ranks and then you get to face up against a killer who is a redescent rank mm. that's going to screw you up heavily oh yeah so if there is going to be skill-based matchmaking in the game they should at least make it work and not make people who are lower suffer and the ones who are higher up have no fun about it mm. so they should have either kept skill-based matchmaking out of the game completely or just work on it a bit better so everyone gets to have fun the newer killers and survivors and the um veterans of the game yeah so how would you come about like modeling skill-based matchmaking because like i said it's based well the version of it i know it was based on if you're a killer how many kills you got and if you're a survivor how yeah. many times you escaped so how would you like put points towards skill-based matchmaking Right. For a killer, I think your points should go up for how many... It should A, count how many hits you've got in the match. and But that should be the lower bar of how many points you get. So let's say that would add one point to your skill. Hmm. But hooking survivors, that's what should be the bulk of your points. You might hook them all, as in they all got hooked and they all die if you hook them one more time and all of them escaped. You haven't lost at that point. You hooked all of them. To the point of one more hook and they die all four of them so at that point you didn't exactly lose you sort of won because the criteria for a killer to win is basically a 4k or a 3k which yeah. doesn't make too much sense to me you did all that work it's just you didn't have too much time to finish the rest so for a killer it should be how many hooks you've got in the match for a survivor it should even if you leave the match and you didn't exactly, uh, if you didn't leave the match, you died at the end. It should count how much time, you know, the um, rankings it does, the iridescent ranks for, and gold and silver and bronze for how much time you evaded the killer, how much altruism you got, uh, how many generators you did. Yeah. That should be what survivors gain points on when it comes to skill. Generators show skill altruism so if you did go through the match you just did gens and helped no one that should also count something to your skill because you're willing to help other people you're willing to leave the match yeah but you helped no one in doing that i feel like that should be something that detracts from your skill you kind of just are raising yourself up and everybody else is going down for you yeah so like the usual um Claudettes who basically just go up and they go up the entire match. The killer does not see them a single time. They just do gens and hide and then leave and then their ranks go high. I don't think they should have sort of any right to go up higher than other people. They did not do much. They did leave, yeah, but at what cost is sort of the question. Yeah. So essentially, um, this is what I think. I don't know if you think the same, but like every killer and survivor has a rank. Uh, yeah. Do you think there should be an overall killer and survivor rank which goes towards your skill-based matchmaking? Yeah, actually that might be a good idea. So killers and survivor ranks are usually separated. But mm. you're the same person playing both roles. I yeah. feel like your skill should kind of combine both of those into one thing as in a player skill. 
instead of killer and survivor, those should still exist. But your player skill should be what determines your skill-based matchmaking. No, I totally agree with that. Um, so, that's the end of my questions. If you have any more Dev Idea like questions for me, ask. Uh, also, with this being the first episode, if you have any channel-based questions for me as well, feel free to ask. But the floor is yours. Right. Uh, I've only got one question in that avenue. Is that what other topics of discussion will you consider for the channel? Um, so I've been looking at some topics of discussion recently. Um, I'd like to get some more guests on um, and base my topics around them. For example, if I got if I got Wolf Visions on, I could ask him maybe some uh, DJing topics because he does a lot of DJ. Um, I could do some real world topics. So like, he's the only one out of us that has a full time job. So I could ask him about that. Uh, or right. Maybe ask him about. I don't know. He he plays WWE. I could ask him about that. Um, yeah. But topics I'd like to do. I'd like to do. Um, some more, I'd like to do some music topics. So, like, behind me, I have my rack of guitars. I, I'd love to do yeah. a guitar discussion. Maybe even do that solo. I don't know. Um, I'd love to do a sound one, because I do a lot of sound engineering. And maybe I could, like, because my computer's so slow, I've got everything on this one laptop that I'm doing it off of. I could just take my camera along to uh, my church plot yeah. the camera onto their PC, record it on their PC, like, with a microphone through their sound desk, it'll still sound, like, top-notch quality, and I could maybe right. do a few topics of discussion with people there. So I could talk about some, like, get my mate on who does sound engineering, and we could both talk about sound, or I could talk about some church stuff if people want it. Um, but it's very much what... Uh, I'll do stuff that I want to begin with, but the more comments I get in saying, can you do a topic of discussion on this, on that, I will do that. Um, you're always welcome back on the channel. I feel like you'll be probably the, mo like, the most regular guest on the channel. Um, because I know if I do a topic of discussion with you, it's going to be highly detailed because you like, like you're very, I'm trying to think of the word, you're very, very passionate about what you talk about. You let it get yeah, of course. Across. Um, but yeah, that's it's re really just stuff that I want to do first until I start getting some comments in from you guys at home saying we want this, we want that. But yeah, of course. Anything else? Uh, I think that's all for me. No problem. Right. Well, we will end topic of discussion for this week there. Uh, hope you all enjoyed. Uh, please leave a like and comment down below what you'd like to see on the channel. Uh, also, subscribe to the channel because that will help massively. And I haven't said this in a while, so this is going to feel good. Remember to have dreams, do dreams, and live dreams. And I will see you guys in the next one.